Welcome to episode 14 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Amber. And I'm Danny. And this week we're going to be talking about crafting games. But before that, let's talk about our week. Girls, I'm going to start off by saying this week was a little busy, but we did miss last week when it was Amber and I alone. We forgot to talk about our weeks. And in the last two weeks, I did actually get to play a little bit of World of Warcraft. We had talked about uh, me me starting over with the uh, get started type campaign that they had. And I think I made it most of the way through that with that new character that I started. And I was concerned that that was going to be the only way to start the game. I think I had mentioned that, that that was my uh, concern, that maybe that's how they were keeping people from starting you know, a hundred different characters and getting different experiences each time, forcing them to, to upgrade, uh, right away. But actually I started a second character and it, at the very beginning it asked, Hey, do you want to do this campaign or would you like to just start with the old campaign? So, so you can still start like the original style. So that was fun. I've, I've got now a uh, hunter named Janky Bones. <laughs> and he's got a killer spider that follows him around and and kills people after so and long it's hard to come up with names <laughs> i forget what the other one i started was i think i think it was a different hunter yeah i wanted to make sure that if i started another hunter it would still give me the option of where to start so i've been playing around with that and it looks like there's still no end to uh, ranking up people to level 20 and it doesn't even stop you at level 20. It just stops you from leveling up so you can keep playing. You just can't get any further in your levels. So that's cool. That's always a a good one to go pick up every now and then. What about you girls? What have you been up to? Well, since we did our last update, you know, I talked about the quarry and um, by then I had played about a third of it. Um, But I did finish it like, a couple days after we recorded. So um, that was really good, fantastic game. Um, it is quite expensive. So um, I don't know if I can, you know, recommend everyone to buy it and play it. But, you know, I'm sure there's so many YouTubers and streamers that do playthroughs. So yeah, I would recommend it's got a great story. Um, I could talk about the comparing it to until dawn for maybe 30 minutes but i won't (laughs) um but since um this week i have started watching season three of umbrella academy that just came out a few days ago and if you guys haven't seen that show or watched all of it you have to it's fantastic it's you know superhero family but they all have their own problems and you know it's kind of adult, but also really, really funny. Um, it's fantastic. So Stranger Things versus Umbrella Academy. Who wins? Ooh. That's really hard. I don't know. I think Stranger Things, just because it's so iconic, but Umbrella Academy is also really, really good. So 80s culture trumps superhumans. Is that what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's what your mom and I've been trying to tell you all these years <laughs> very cool how about you Danny uh nothing too new for me I was I was away for a week so couldn't do much and then 
before then, I, I've just been playing my usual games, mostly Dead by Daylight with my friends. But other than that, nothing new. I'm about to watch the new season of Umbrella Academy, but haven't started yet. Cool. I'm going to have to catch up on that one, too. So very cool. So we are going to be talking about crafting games. And I know we had episode eight a couple episodes ago. That was all of our Minecraft memories. But we can't talk about crafting games without talking about the godfather of all crafting games for a tiny second. So Minecraft, you guys agree? That's the uh, that's where it all started. Yeah. Yep. I can't think of any. Um, I'm sure there is, but I can't think of any iconic game that defined a new genre like that of crafting, like Minecraft did. And what what really brought my attention to it was the making something out of nothing from the beginning and up till that point i've played a lot of video games but but they were all very similar they were all like start with a sword or a dagger kill a couple very very weak animals or creatures get some gold coins because for some reason deer and bears carry gold (laughs) coins around (laughs) take some gold coins to town buy better sword kill harder animals, get more gold. And and you go through that progression of using this currency, this single currency of gold, to progress through the game until at some point you either get to one of two places. You get to where you're so powerful that you can get all the gold that you want, but there's nothing left to buy with it. Or there is some stuff that's just so expensive that you'd have to grind and grind and grind and grind for for you know, years to, to get enough gold to, to go afford it. So that, that's how a lot of games progressed for me. And when this new crafting type stuff started off, it was like, Oh, neat. You can, you can get dirt or punch some wood. That's all you can do basically. (laughs) And then you take the wood and you make something that you can get stone with and you take the stone and make something that you can get iron with and so on and so forth. So there's no single currency that, that dictates your progression. You're constantly evolving your technologies, if you will, based on the things that you make and where you go and and how scarce the items that you're looking for to make that next tool. You guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many different ways to play Minecraft. You know, you can play it to finish it, beat the Ender Dragon, or you can play it just to have a cute farm and a cute house and then start another world, build another cute house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to tell you that you can play it for, it's been out since 2009, so over a decade, with only going into the uh, the Ender World like a couple times, if you, don't, <laughs> if you want to. Yeah, so it started by uh, the, the developer that everybody knows as Notch in 2009, making it all in JavaScript and, and releasing it out as like a beta, and then got fully released in 2011. So it's been around for a long time. There's no other game that we're going to talk about that that dates back to that far, so that's why we consider this the uh, the godfather of of these crafting games. And since then, you guys know that it became the best selling video game of all time. Yeah. So here's here's some numbers for you to to hopefully wow you. I'm going to get a wow out of both of you. Two hundred thirty eight million copies sold. Wow. Wow. That, that's good. That's where you throw the first wow. <laughs> and this is the more impressive of the two numbers. 140 million active users monthly. 
Wow. Wow. So, so that's how a lot of like websites and services and, you know, game services dictate how profitable and how successful they are is with their monthly active users. So if you have an app, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, or you have a service like Netflix, that's, that's where the investors want to know your monthly active users. So if you've sold 238 million copies and of those 230, let's just call that 240 of those 240 million people, 140 million are actively playing it every month. And it's been out for over a decade. That's just insane. That's like two thirds of, of your customers are still playing the same thing all those years. So that is, that is truly impressive, which is, which is no doubt why, uh, it got purchased for $2.5 billion with a B <laughs> dollars in 2014. Microsoft scooped it up. And uh, hopefully Notch has got a nice yacht somewhere and he's no longer punching trees to, uh, to earn <laughs> money. So uh, you guys have any other comments about Minecraft? I know that we went in length on that a couple episodes ago. Nah, go check out that episode if you guys missed it, though. Good plug. Yeah. Click on the link that's flashing in front of you. <laughs> it's just a timeless game. Like like it doesn't matter like how long you play for, like you can always find new things to do. And of course after a few days or weeks of playing the same world, you'll get bored of it, stop playing it for like a month or two and then come back and then do it all again, but still never gets boring. I've got on on any given device, whether it's you know, an iPad, which I don't play a whole lot on, or a PS3 or a PS4 or on my PC. I've got on each of those devices at least a dozen worlds that <laughs> I've got the, the skeleton of a beginner house, you know, to survive the first night, which is usually just a hole in the side of a mountain. <laughs> yep. And that's it. And then I've gone on to another world that, you know, and found something better to do. But yes, timeless game. That's a good way to put it, Danny. So let's move on from that to another one of probably the our household's favorite crafting games, the ones that I think, besides Minecraft, we've probably played the most of. And this is one that's probably not on a whole lot of people's radar, and it's called The Blockheads. You guys remember The Blockheads? Oh, yeah. yeah. So The Blockheads started in 2013, and it was uh, straight to mobile devices. So we were playing it mostly on iPhones or iPads and it was a they call it a 2.5D basically a, a 2D with a little bit of perspective to it crafting game so they call it like a, a 2D version of, of Minecraft and you could play multiplayer by either making a server on one of your devices that other people log into or you could have a server running on an actual server server and in fact, they actually released software to let you make your own server if you have a Mac device at home. So we had a little Mac mini that was running a Blockhead server. And then uh, anybody can log into it. And that's... We've, we've played a lot of worlds on that, and we played a lot of time and, and got really far. And what are your guys' best memories of, of Blockheads? What did you like about it? Let's start with Danny. I liked it. It was a game that we could just sit on the couch and just play it together and I remember we had we had a a couple worlds but usually we pretty much 
stuck with one or two worlds that we got pretty far in and um i remember we would like there's this thing where the like the gems or the crystals that time you would crystals. get yep time crystals but the thing was that you shared them across like or you could like send your crystals from one world to another world so we would make like um other worlds and then like send those crystals <laughs> to the, our <laughs> our main world and like stuff like that yeah so the time crystals is basically your your premium currency that you can use it in the i think in the developers mind they were used to speed up your crafting so whatever crafting you had to do and you're going to do it at a crafting table of some sort you got a bunch of different benches i think they call them any crafting that you're going to do is going to take some time and you can use the time crystals to speed that up um, but there's also other things that you can unlock and upgrade you could upgrade your your pickaxe to better and better pickaxes using these time crystals and that's really what, where they were best used so the time crystals that you would find and, and mine, usually underground, would be shared across all of your worlds on your device. So they were just a currency that were in the upper right-hand corner, and if you logged into another world, you'd have that same amount. So yeah, we'd, we'd go into a new world, and we'd just farm a couple <laughs> farm a couple time crystals, and then we could use them on our own device. Now they did, later um, later on with some updates, they changed that whole system because what people were doing were they were hacking the game and just giving themselves unlimited time crystals. So at that point, using that time crystal as a currency amongst the server was kind of nullified because people could just hack and, and create way too many of them. So that was unfortunate. And I know the, the developer um, was very turned off by the fact that he made a great game and it was being exploited and it's it's just very disheartening for him and for the people that played it honestly like us it, it, you know we end up being the the losers in that situation but yeah. yeah what about you amber what do you remember about it um i didn't play this one as much as you guys did but i do remember the climbing animation <laughs> you know you didn't really need ropes or ladders or anything to go down your mind you would literally just climb and it was so silly how they like kind of crawled on the wall yeah it um, didn't look like a baby crawling upstairs <laughs> yeah or like climbing up the tree to, to chop down the wood or grab i don't know fruit or whatever um but that's what i remember about the game and there was so you basically start in above ground and there's not much above ground but some trees and you can plant stuff to to get trees and food that way so the most of the stuff that you're getting is underground um, and there was some benefits to eventually building ladders if you had a really, really, really deep like mine shaft, I guess, if you will, um, because you'd end up going really far. And and you could the cool thing is, is you could tell since it was 2D, you could you could tell your person, hey, go here. You know, maybe you're like way deep in the dungeon and you need to go back home to do some crafting or something or you need to go back to your bed to sleep. You could tell him do that. And then as he's you know, auto-pathing his way back there, you could scroll around and look at other things and zoom out and zoom in. And you could be, like, way far away from from where you're going. And if you've got a ladder, it's going to make that a lot quicker. But, but yeah, silly, uh, silly climbing. And then drop bears. Don't forget drop bears. You remember them? <laughs> yes. Don't. 
<laughs> drop bears they hang up in the trees. I thought they were monkeys. No. Yeah, the official name of them was was drop bears. Oh. Yep, they'd attack you, but there wasn't that was really like the anything only that enemy, was right? wasn't anything that was super dangerous to you except for what was the thing underground, like the yeti? The big ye- white one that would kill you in one hit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to find the uh, the tricks to building up some blocks around so that you could hit him, but he couldn't hit you. Of course, once you learn that, then it gets a little bit easier. But yeah, lots of neat stuff because it was all the the world would be all generated at once, and you could vary the size of the world by percentages of or fractions of the size of the original game from all the way down from like one sixteenth of a a normal server up to 16 times a normal server and you can make it just absolutely huge but as you're going right or left which would be basically east or west i guess right or left on your map if you keep going in the same direction you're eventually going to circle back as if you had gone all the way around the world so there was like four poles you remember that yep it'd be like a North Pole, South Pole, and East Pole, and a West Pole. Didn't you get, like, a special item at each pole? Like yeah. Clothing. It had, like, a like an actual pole, you know, like a candy cane stripe pole that you'd climb up and you'd get a hat or some clothing or some, some shoes that would give you, you know, better powers, uh, walking faster or surviving cold. Because the North Pole and South Pole would be very, very cold, and you'd, like die if you didn't have the right clothing and then same thing with the east and west poles they'd be extremely hot like desert climates and you'd start like burning up another thing i remember about blockheads was there was sleeping in it like your character would not only get hungry but also get sleepy and if you're playing on a multiplayer server if one person had to go to sleep it wouldn't speed up time so the other person would have to meditate to make it speed up time and what meditating would give um like you a special gift at the end of each timer i guess i don't know yeah there'd be a progress bar on the meditation and eventually it would just drop something random and sometimes it'd be just food or some ingot but sometimes it'd be something you know more rare maybe a seed that you haven't found yet when one of the things that i thought was really cool and unique in some of the games we played was you could with those time crystals you could buy like another character that you could control at the same time and um, blockheads was really cool about their crafting tables they had like a lot of different crafting tables which the beginning of minecraft like there wasn't really a big variety of crafting tables so like there could be like a armor crafting table or like a pigment crafting table and having multiple characters and players, you could use those crafting tables at once or have one person in the mines, one person building or one person just um, 24 seven meditating so that you have a chance of getting a rare <laughs> item, <laughs> right? stuff like that. Yeah, that was, that was probably my favorite part. You have the multiple players and you send your main character down to do, um, you know, do the dirty work. And the other one's up there just slaving away at one of the tables. And those crafting benches, it seemed like each one that you had, there was eventually going to be an upgrade to it. Or the, the major ones would have an upgrade to it. 
like maybe the smelting one, the one where you'd smelt your, your ores into the ingots. Then you'd have like one that was steam powered. So you'd have to have a steam generator that would power that one. And then eventually you get to where instead of using steam and, and keep on feeding this thing, you know, coal or, f- or wood to, to fuel it up, you could eventually get one that was electric powered. And we just started building a bunch of solar panels. So you built solar panels and then batteries and you could, you could generate your energy all day long from the sun, store it in the batteries and that would run all those crafting tables. And uh, I thought that was so cool as to, you could get the, the benefits of the fast crafting table without having to feed it any kind of fuel anymore because you're completely green. No more harvesting wood just to, to burn in your, your coal burning thing to melt your ingots. <laughs> so yeah, we had a lot of fun with that one. That was a good couch co-op, just sit next to each other with our tablets or whatever. And then every now and then yell over at the other one, hey, go to bed, I'm sleepy. so that you could actually sleep you'd have to carry around a bed with you so that you could no matter where you were you could you could sleep faster because if you didn't have a bed you're just sleeping on the ground and you don't get (laughs) energy as fast so that was a a family favorite for many years any final thoughts on blockheads nope nope all right next up we got to talk about one of the other best-selling games of all time and one that I don't think we played very much. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we all tried it, but it just didn't stick for us. And that is Terraria. You guys remember Terraria? Oh, yeah. Yep. So Terraria, another 2D version. You know, probably credited as being the the most popular 2D version of Minecraft. Um, they sold 44 million copies as of this year. So that's that's nothing nothing to be unproud of um it has a lot going on and we tried it i tried it personally and got a little frustrated with with progression (laughs) uh dying a whole lot Uh because every night the bad things are coming at you and it just seemed like you couldn't couldn't defend yourself quick enough but what i've been been told since then is you basically got to have the wiki open somewhere while you're playing that game (laughs) so you know how to craft things what recipes you need where to find the stuff um but extremely popular they got their final update in may 2020 the developer said this is the the final the final update for it so it had a really long run and people are still playing it um there's still stuff going on with it it's just they uh they decided this is the final state of the game but what do you guys remember about Terraria? Well, I played it a little bit on a couple different occasions, you know, every now and then going back. And I just every time I couldn't get into it, um, the controls were always really weird. Like the way you swing your sword is like in a circle or like you stab. It's, it's kind of silly. Um, and I just remember not being able to progress at all because... Just the enemies, the difficulty of the enemies, like, above ground and also below ground was just crazy. Um, You know, like, you could accidentally stumble upon a boss that you're not ready, (laughs) you know. You walk to the left by, like, two screens worth of movement, 
And then you're already at like a boss. It's like, why did I spawn yeah. right next to this giant like vampire castle thing? I don't know. Um, or the flying eyeballs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you finally uh, get to where you think, okay, tonight I'm going to kill one of those flying eyeballs. And, nope. and you, you kill it and it drops something. And you know you got to go get that thing. It drops, and you start walking towards it. And there's oh, there are four more flying eyeballs coming at me. <laughs> I'm going back in my janky house. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing, and now that there's people out there, hopefully listening to this podcast, that are telling us that we're complete idiots about this game because they actually spent the time and learned how to play it. But the other thing I remember about it is, you would be building your house, and you've got different rooms in your house. And it seemed like as soon as you completed a room, there'd be some rando walking over and he just <laughs> plants his butt, butt right yeah. in your house. And he's like, hey, this is my room now. And you're like, well, I didn't invite you. <laughs> and he's like, nope, this is my room now. And you can't get rid of the guy, the like initial tutorial guy. I don't know. He's just like, build me a house. It's like, but I need to build myself a house. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. What about you, Danny? You have memories of that game? Yeah, a lot of my friends played it, and they'd always ask me to play, and, like, I, I never really got into it. Like, they would know all the tricks and what we needed to do, but I was like, what? And the nighttime mobs are always just crazy, and if you didn't build your house fast enough or all that stuff. And and the I remember the caves being just insanely crazy to deal with and... Oh, no, I just never spent too much time on it. Right. And you'd, you'd have some early recipe that says you need one of these, and you start looking for it, and you go, you know, forever in, in the mines, and you just don't find what you're looking for, and you just get killed. I know it's got probably one of the most complex uh, progressions of crafting. Like, it's the, the recipe list must be insane on that game. And, and I think if you know what you're doing and you spend the time, I think it's amazing what you can create with, you know, any given server is creating, you know, some really awesome stuff out of the, uh, the progression of crafting, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll spend some time with that eventually and have someone look up the wiki for us so we can survive more than two nights. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about one that you guys played a tiny bit of mostly because I've, I found it on a Steam sale and I bought it and it was actually free to play, but there's an update or an upgrade on the, on Steam sale. And I said, hey, you guys are going to play this. I was, it was probably, I don't know, last summer or the summer before that when you guys both had a break. And that's Creativeverse. You guys remember Creativeverse? Yeah. Yes. So Creativeverse, here's what I didn't realize, started in, in Steam early access in 2014. And now we're talking about playing it in 2020. <laughs> it's when, I thought it was way newer than that. Is wow. when I found it. Um, so it had been out for a while by the time I found it and decided to actually download it. And like I said, it was free to play. So I downloaded it, started playing it, and and decided, hey, got the Steam sale going on and the uh, the upgrade for it. You know, the DLC that makes it actually a full game was was on sale. So I. Th- think i bought uh, everybody a license for it and uh what i thought was neat about that well first of all you got a gauntlet instead of a pickaxe right you remember that big glove yeah yeah everything that you're doing whether you're mining something or you're building something 
is all based on the gauntlet and whatever level your gauntlet is, and you upgrade that throughout the progression of the game. So it's it's manipulating matter, and and the the graphics for it are pretty cool. It's been called a better graphic version of uh, Minecraft. Now, I guess if you're just going with just strict, uh, you know, pixel count. <laughs> Yeah, just just regular old Minecraft before you add on any kind of texture packs or something. Then yes, it is a, a tiny bit more polished, um, which which is good and bad, right? Minecraft is is iconic in the way that it looks, and sometimes I I hate seeing texture packs used with it. I want I want to see it old school, but it, it is a, a pretty game, and the the animations of using that gauntlet to create things is is pretty neat. How you're kind of uh, just beaming something out of your hand. So that was pretty neat. And then the other thing I thought was cool was the blueprints. How you would have a blueprint for maybe a house or a building or, or something. And you would like launch that blueprint on the screen and then it would tell you, hey, you need 211 dirt blocks, you know, 400 you know, wood blocks. And as you gathered them and you threw that into that blueprint space, it would start building this thing. And you'd end up with some pretty neat buildings without having to either be creative enough, because I could never make anything in Minecraft that was pretty enough, (laughs) or without having to like Google it and, you know, finding a a build guide on YouTube or something like like I would do in, in Minecraft. Do you remember the blueprints? Yes, I do. I think so. Yeah, throughout the tutorial, it would have you at least build like a house or something. And I don't think I did the tutorial. I just several different right complexities of those. Uh, you remember the the animals that you could, I guess, tame would be the best uh, best word for it. I remember them looking goofy, but yeah, like, cute goofy. Yeah, you would like tame one and bring it back to your house slash farm area. And then you would have to find out what it ate and you could feed it. And then a little while later, it would, I don't know, poop out something (laughs) that you needed. So you would have to get stuff from your animals. You'd have to get something from your crops. And then you have to, of course, go down into a, a, a mine or something and get things that way. Had some pretty neat biomes in the overworld, you know, various deserts, ice areas, you know, forest areas. Um, very unique, and uh, and then it had a uh, a portal system, which was pretty neat. You could build portals so that if you were working in some biome that was really far away, you could eventually you know build a portal from your home, and you could have like four or five different portals in your home that all leading to different areas. You guys might not have progressed far enough to to build those, and then. Uh, one of the other things Upgrade did, you remember it had like a jetpack or something or wings? Yes. Like glider. Yes. And that was that was epic because then you could jump off something and glide for long distances. And it would really increase your uh, the time or increase your travel speed yeah, instead of that, having to jump up and down. That was no. cool. But I think I remember we had some bugs with that. Just like visual glitches of like always flying. I don't know. Yeah. I have like a video of like Danny just like floating up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was that was fun. I'll have to jump back in that game and and remember it, it was Minecraft like, but it was also 
uh, different enough from Minecraft that you you wouldn't feel like you were just playing a you know better or worse version of Minecraft depending on on your perspective of it. It was different enough to to keep you interested. Any final thoughts on Creativeverse? I I just remember. I think it started with you like with a spawn portal. And I remember forgetting to place that down. And I had the, the wings. And I think I died. But since I still had the wings, I just had to... No, no, I didn't die. I went exploring. But I didn't place down the beginning portal. And I lost where I was. So I literally just flew around for like an hour trying to find where my <laughs> home was. And then dad comes in. He's like, well, that's because you didn't place down your portal. I'm like, oh, yeah, because it was oh. a beacon. It was yeah. A beacon that would shine a light straight up into the air so you could see it from far away. <laughs> so yeah. instead of building a dirt tower with a torch on top like we do in Minecraft, <laughs> it was actually projecting a, a beam up in the air that you could hopefully find your reference back to. Yeah. Yep, that's a, that's a good one, especially since it's free to play. Go check it out and see if you like it. And if you do, uh, we've actually got this, this Steam summer sale going on right now. I bet you can get that upgrade for cheap if you uh, go find it right now. All right, let's talk about a little different style of crafting game. And I'm going to talk about Crashlands. You guys remember Crashlands? Yes. I remember you talking about it. Crashlands came onto my radar because of Butterscotch shenanigans. So the Butterscotch shenanigans uh, team of three brothers that we've talked about before briefly, I think, on this podcast. Three brothers that that started a game create uh, game studio, and Crashlands was their first like major game. They made some smaller um, mobile games like Flop Rocket we talked about before. And Crashlands was their their big hit. A lot of hype around it. Um, a lot of development. If you listen to their podcast, you can listen to them through the two years of the development process, which is so cool to see the behind the scenes. Um, the decisions that they make, you know, going down a path for so far and then saying, oh, we need to change this and changing, you know, changing the game as you're listening to the podcast. So... Because of because of that whole background, they built an, a great audience and uh, and were successful in launching this game. Uh, it launched on uh, several different platforms, uh, mobile and PC, and eventually onto the consoles. I think it's also on even Nintendo Switch now. Um, and it's a action adventure crafting RPG, so not just a crafting game. It's actually, they consider it a story-driven crafting game because there is a story going on and they've got some some pretty uh, funny lore going on in, in all of their games. Um, but but in, in essence, it is a crafting game. It's a pr- procedurally generated world that you walk around, you knock things with your sword slash hammer slash axe slash machete, whatever it is that you're, what tool that you're using at the time. You smack them around, you kill some animals and beasts you uh snatch up stuff from them one of the things i enjoyed the most about the game and this is one of the decisions they made along the development process was the infinite inventory like 
that's me, right? I'm, I'm a hoarder, I'm, <laughs> I'm a borderline hoarder and no, I'm not seeking help for it, but I probably should. But in, in games, it would drive me crazy if I'm like out exploring somewhere and all of a sudden I'm full. I'm like, I got to go back and build a stupid chest and put, for some reason, I've got 5 million, you know, grass blocks. Why I'm keeping them, but I am. I'm going to keep these grass blocks or dirt blocks or cobblestone. And I mean, you've seen my, my Minecraft worlds before where I have a room full of about 80 chests full of nothing but cobblestone. Like, why do I need that? Well, because I'm a digital hoarder. So this game, having an infinite inventory, you can just go around all day long, just getting a bunch of stuff. You're never going to use it. (laughs) Never going to use it all. But at least you don't fill up. So I I love that about it. Um, Who else played Crashlands? I played a little bit. But I think I'm kind of a... I'm a little impatient and I didn't really read the story. So I'd kind of (laughs) just skip through the the dialogue and stuff. Um, I think it's quite a while ago, but I think there's just like too many quests going on that I I just didn't really like. It was just too many things at once. And I don't know. It was just like going here, going there, do this, do that. I don't think I liked that that much. Right. There was... So there was a main storyline, and then there's lots of side quests. So if you knew which quest it was 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 part of the main storyline, then you could progress through, you know, pretty quickly, and and you go from one, uh, I guess, planet or land to another. And I think there's either three or four, I forget now, that you go through to to complete the game. But yeah, there is. They put so much. I forget how much dialogue they said they wrote for it, but they wrote just an ungodly amount of dialogue. For it, which throughout the years, as they've um, translated it to other languages, has just been a huge expense for them because they have to hire a translator to, you know, make it into Mandarin or, you know, all the different languages that they would want to launch this game into. But yeah, there's lots of of side quests, and you can very easily get overburdened with seeing your quest log of eight different things and forgetting which one it was that was the most important that you're supposed to do. And if you're a completionist, it's just gonna it's gonna drive you crazy, and you'll eventually get through it, but it's gonna take some time. And the the overall storyline and quests they're all procedurally generated, so your version of playing the game is completely different than my version of playing the game. Um, where, wherever they send you off to go talk to this guy is gonna be in a different place on my game than it is on yours, so you can't even like help each other out. Um, it is action based. So when you get to the bosses, you have to like walk around and hit the guy. And even when you build the best weapons, I remember there was a boss that each boss has kind of like a, you know, just like any other game, like super Mario brothers or something, there's a pattern to what they're doing to you. So you have to attack them to, to fit within the, the realm of, of their, pattern that's attacking you and defend yourself and then still get your hits in and there's a overall in the game there's a day night cycle that goes on and i remember there was one boss fight that i swear it was like 10 or 11 day night cycles that i was fighting this guy (laughs) (laughs) luckily there's no food you know in the game that you have to eat or else i'd I'd die of starvation just trying to kill the boss (laughs) but i eventually got him i'm sure there's a more efficient way to uh to battle him but it was, man, it was uh, exhausting. But that's that's definitely one to uh, to find, I think, 
that one since it's been out since uh, 2016. So it's been out for a while. I think you can find that one for free on some of the subscription services, like if you're on the Google Play um, subscription service. I forget what that one's called, but that's going to be on there. And I think it's also on the Microsoft, the Xbox uh, subscription service where you can get that game for free. So check out Crashlands. All right, girls, tell us about games that you like in the crafting realm. All right. Well, one that I really like is called Starbound. And um, it's kind of similar to Terraria in its um, design. You know, it's the 2D pixely kind of thing. But it's all space related. Like, you know, you do the tutorial intro sequence and then you go on a spaceship and you go to some random planet. And, you know, you have that planet to explore and and things to kill on that planet and things to mine. Um, But there's also quests and, you know, those quests will take you to another planet or to like a asteroid so that you can mine some fuel for your ship. Um, So that one's really fun. And one thing I really like about it is on the steam store in the workshop, there's a bunch of mods for it. And Um, So I I don't know if I can tell you what is originally in the game and what is just a mod that I downloaded to um, either add, you know, different decorations or add, you know, ways to make it easier. Um, Like I remember you would get hungry so fast. So I think I just got a mod that took out hunger. (laughs) Um, But it's really cool. And I think I just like it better than Terraria because the concept is cooler to me, you know, there's kind of a story there and there's like overall quests and, you know, you can play as a couple different races, um, like a plant person or like an alien. Um, and each different race had a different, um, kind of style. So the plant people would like live in tree houses and the aliens would live in like wild west themed areas and i remember i would go to different planets and be like oh that's a cool japanese style lantern let me bring that back to my house (laughs) um and the people might get mad at you if you take their stuff but um yeah i just i really liked it and it was just a lot more um interesting and easy to get into than terraria was I think that game's still on my Steam uh, wish list. Haven't haven't got it yet. I think uh, it definitely does, like you said. Looks the appearance of it looks a lot like Terraria. That may be why I haven't pulled the trigger yet on it. But <laughs> I'll take your recommendation. I'll go check it out on the Steam sale and see what it's running for right now. Yeah. What about you, Danny? Any other that we left off the list that you enjoy as a crafting game? One that I didn't play too much, but it was always fun to just pick up every once in a while with some friends, was Don't Starve or Don't Starve Together, which was just the multiplayer version. Uh, What made it different was, like, you could pick a character before you jumped into the world. So they had a couple different characters who had different stats and different little quirks to them. And I thought that was pretty cool and is... Basically, they just drop you in this world and your hunger goes down and it becomes night and monsters come out 
kind of like every other crafting game, but it was it was it was just interesting and and they had interesting mobs and you'd have to s- scatter around to find any type of food, berries, stuff like that and you'd come across different biomes which had different things in it. So, yeah. Not an, an easy game, I would no, say. No. <laughs> Last like, a couple nights. Yeah, it's a it's a survival based game where you're crafting to help yourself survive, and uh, yeah, there there's been several times I launched that game and didn't last the first night, <laughs> and then a couple of games where if I lasted like three or four nights I'd be pretty proud, but I knew death was in, inevitable. Uh, sometimes yeah. it's just the luck of the draw of what's around you, like if yeah. there's some good food sources or something around you, because sometimes the crafting recipes on that one which I think once you discovered a, a crafting recipe, then it would kind of pop up on your left or something and mm-hmm. and it would remind you what it is that you need to get. And it seemed like I was always like one thing shy of what I needed to get for any given thing to progress, but I didn't, uh, didn't spend enough time on that one. In that game, I always would play with friends. I never played it alone really um, because I just, wasn't really good at it and my friends were always better and more experienced so they would like be like oh go get some grass or go you know I don't know just do something so that we can like progress together I'm like sure whatever you say um but one thing I would always do is run and run until I found the eye bone item which if you pick it up it gives you a little follower it gives you chester who yeah. is a little monster chest. And I would run into a world and just immediately find a road and run because um, the the eyebone had more of a chance of spawning next to a road. So, you know, I'm here like, all right, I've got sticks and grass. I can make a torch. Keep running, you know, at nighttime. Um, so that's what I would do. And then once I found it, I would go return to my friends and actually be useful. <laughs> So if you're familiar with that game and you're not familiar with Crashlands, just know that Crashlands was often referred to as being a, you know, don't starve lookalike. So that gives you an idea of, of kind of the, the overall look of it. But um, it's definitely not the same style game. Uh, Crashlands is much easier to survive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not going to starve on the first night. Um but it is similar in in the progressively open world aspect of the game. And they call it Don't Starve, but I feel like that's one of your least issues. <laughs> I feel like your sanity, which is one the of the stats, meter, yeah. is a oh, lot harder to that. keep up. And when your sanity goes down, more things spawn. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a little disheartening. That's <laughs> it. Hits a little too close to, to human nature. Where don't don't go insane. <laughs> right. Have friends around you. Have have comfort around you, or else things are going to go crazy. Yeah. All right. Any other games that you guys want to talk about? Nope. I don't think so. So I'm going to finish it off by going to a list that I found uh, on the website Games Radar, and it was recently published as the 25 best crafting games. And I'm just going to go through the top 10 real quick and see how we did on our list. So, number one, I don't think should be any shocker, right? What's number one? What could it be? Minecraft. 
obviously Minecraft, right? Uh, number two, Terraria. I don't think that's a, a surprise. Number three, here's a game that I played a lot, and you guys probably watched me play a lot, but we didn't even come close to, to talking about it in this, because it's, it's a crafting game for sure, but maybe I'll give you a hint by saying Fallout? it's more of a chill game. Oh, never mind. <laughs> what's, what's the game I'm talking about? What's my chill game? I don't know. Is it an idle game? No. It's outer space themed. Lots of oh, planets. No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky. Yep. Yeah. So No Man's Sky, more of a space exploration game that has a story that, that brings you from place to place. But you can just stop that whole story and just start crafting stuff. And what's <laughs> cool about it is the different planets that you go and explore have different environments and those different environments uh, bring about different resources. So there may be a planet that has nothing but lush trees and and water and you know plenty of uh, fauna, I guess they, they call it in that game. And then you may go to one that has nothing but acid rain and there's there's like nothing will grow on it. <laughs> and it's very hard to survive in. But but it may have some kind of weird algae or something that you need to to make a recipe for you know progressing your your technologies so that is a a great a great great game and fun if you're into space exploration but even more fun if you're into just crafting alone all right number four here's a game that that i've got on epic uh one of the epic free games and i know it's a, a big hit but i've never played it mostly because i've got a hundred games on Epic that I've never launched, <laughs> and it's Subnautica. Have you guys heard oh, of Subnautica? Yeah, I've heard of that. No, it's a very popular game. I'll, I don't know anything about it other than it's apparently underwater, <laughs> maybe an underwater version of Minecraft or something. Uh, but it's more three D looking, so it looks more like a No Man's Sky, but but underwater. So I'll have to now that I know that it it, it falls in the category of crafting, and it it made the the list to number four. Maybe I'll have to go and. And break all my rules about launching games on the Epic Store and actually launching <laughs> that game. Or, or maybe I'll just pay a couple dollars for it on Steam and, and keep to my rule of never launching an Epic game. <laughs> all right, number five was on our list. It's Starbound. Epic. Developed by Chucklefish. Chucklefish, great game developers. Number six is one of your favorites. We didn't talk about it today. Stardew Star Valley. Valley. Yeah. Number seven, I've played this game, and you may have seen me play it briefly. I don't know if you have, maybe in passing or something. Um, Dragon Quest Builders 2, which is the sequel to Dragon Quest Builders, <laughs> which is a, a Square Enix game, so a 3D Minecraft-looking game, but uh, um, it's got a story to it, and it is a crafting game for sure. Um, check that one out. Number eight is a game that I've heard is very cool and very hard unless you get some people that are good at it to play along with you. And I've, I've got it somewhere. I just need to play it eventually. It's Ark. Have you guys heard of Ark? No. Yes. So the full, full title being Ark Survival Evolved, I think. Yeah, that was just free on Steam a couple of days ago or last week or something. So I downloaded it. 
but I haven't played it yet. So what's, uh, if you had to categorize it, what, what, what makes us stand out? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. That's right. <laughs> so that, that's what attracted a lot of people to the game. Hey, I can, I can go around and craft stuff and be in a survival game, but the, uh, the main opponent is dinosaurs. And I think you can eventually like tame them too also. So that's, that's one that's on my, uh, list of games I need to eventually play. Number nine, another survival 3D horror type crafting game where you're crafting just for the sole sake of surviving the forest. Have you guys heard of that one? Heard of it. Haven't played no. it though. Yep. I haven't played that one either, but, but you can tell it's, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if there's zombies maybe that are coming after you. So maybe like a, a walking dead type simulator. And then number 10 was on our list. Danny brought it up. Don't starve. So we, we did pretty good on the, on, uh, the, the games that we listed, most of them being on the top 10 list. Uh, Creativeverse does make the list way up in like number 24. <laughs> uh, Blockheads is not mentioned. Blockheads one of those uh, kind of cult classics where the yeah. people that loved it, like loved it a lot. Um, but it, it didn't make as, as huge a, a splash as some of the other games. Maybe the people who didn't want to spend $30 on Minecraft initially. Right. And then another game that is further up on this list that I played a lot of that I think I've told you guys that you should play eventually if you get some free time or find it on sale is Forager. You remember me ever talking oh, about Forager? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's a very unique looking, uh, simple graphic 2D, you know, top-down view game, um, which starts off kind of innocent crafting, you know, gather this, make that, gather more of this, make more of that. And then it just starts getting very wacky quick. With, like, I watched lasers. a lot of YouTube videos about Forager, a lot of, you know, prioritizing the wacky stuff or pushing limits. <laughs> right. So that's a fun one. I haven't finished that game yet, but but all the time I put into it, I, I did uh, really enjoy. So any uh, anything left to talk about with our crafting games episode tonight? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. That was a fun little, fun little journey through this this genre of games. One of one of my favorites, one of our favorites. I think can't go wrong with a good crafting game. We've even played some silly idle crafting games. And when yeah. when you uh, when you take two of my favorite genres and mash them together like that, <laughs> that's fun. But the only problem with that was since the first one that they made was kind of successful, then like everybody made one, and it just became oversaturated but you just got to look for maybe we'll do a full episode on idle games someday because that's that's a whole genre that that has spanned through many different uh, variations of gameplay so very good fun time talking about crafting games we thank you guys yeah. as always listening to our episodes be sure to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider Look for our other episodes if you haven't. If you're just finding this now, go back and listen to our back catalog of uh, games, comics, movies, TV shows, anything nerdy related. Let us know what your favorite crafting game is. If it's one of the ones we talked about, let us know that you enjoy it too. And if it's a different one that we didn't even talk about, then please let us know about it. Send us an email at podcast at familygeekery.com. 
check out our YouTube channel, which is Family Geekery. Check out our website at familygeekery.com. And as always, peace out. Peace out. And, and geek, geek out. out. We're getting... That was good. I don't know if we're getting better or worse. I think that was worse. Well, I was okay. there this time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery Podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out. <laughs>